I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're not recording that. Jeremy Saunders, Brian Stever, and Taylor McGilvery of the Sick Boy Podcast from Antica's Podcast Network. Did you really just do that? Like, is that... That's, a, that's, how we, that's how we do that now. That's how that's happening. Okay. Uh, guys, uh, first of all, well, we're, I guess we're going to throw it to today's episode, but um, today, today being Sunday, because we release these on Monday, uh, two days ago, if you're listening to this Monday, confused yet? Stop that. <laughs> but if it's Thursday yeah. and uh, you're listening to it, then this is recorded on Sunday, which is like four we, days ago. So we had a, we had a really big ago. night last night and it was, uh, it was the premiere of our, our documentary that I'm feeling hungry today. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm hurt. Hungry? No. Hungry. 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 Is that the new like lit? Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude. It's yeah, like, it's after like, you it's get, like turn. after you get turned. And or lit, you then you get throw hungry. chundi, and then you feel hungry. <laughs> yeah, are you guys hungry AF? I'm hungry AF right now. Uh, it's setting in. I think I'm. I think I'm just sobering up now. But I want to. I want to. Before we throw it to this week's episode, we wanted to just say a huge, huge thank you to everybody who is involved in putting together the the Sick Boy documentary that premiered this weekend at the Atlantic International Film Festival. Um, AKA Finn. Finn. Uh, Dream Street Pictures, Rick and Tim, uh, two amazing producers. Um, this whole thing wouldn't have happened if, if it wasn't for Rick kind of coming forward and bringing forward the idea for the doc. Uh, the Rick. Uh, uh, Andrew McCormick, or Andrew the Camera Guy, as most people who listen to the podcast regularly has uh, have come to know. Uh, he's an incredible, incredible filmmaker, and he he really did a, a, a fantastic job in telling, uh, I think, a really touching, like, beautiful story. And um, and he made me look very handsome, I think, in a lot of those shots. Yeah, the editors did a lot of work on that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty surreal experience. Paul um, McCurdy, Paul McCurdy, the yeah. cinematographer, Corey amazing, Sewell. amazing guy. Peter for uh, editing. Yeah, yeah, Peter uh, Giffen. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Peter Griffin. Yeah, there was a uh, you know a lot of people behind the project that um, that were awesome and. Um, um, we just want to thank everybody for that. It was a really surreal experience to be there, to be there in a huge packed house. Uh, and uh, we love all you, yeah. all, all of you. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, so here's the thing. It premiered at uh, Finn, the Atlantic International Film Festival. Um, it's going to air on CBC. So we, we had a lot of people be like, well, when can we see it? So it's going to air on CBC October 15th. Um, which I believe will exist online and, you know, on the network as well, like CBC yep. network. If you're in the States, um, download a VPN. Yeah. Get a VPN for Canada or, um, you know, like when you're hungry, I, I, I do this anyway, I, I, I'll forego eating. Um, like, you know, if I'm hungry when I wake up in the morning, 
I'll like wait a couple hours and re- try to get real hungry before I go and eat because it's extra satisfying. So if you're in the States and you're really aching to see this, uh, maybe just cross your fingers and uh, starve and, yourself, and starve yourself for some starve. sick boy documentary. Um, and hopefully will be uh, watchable in the U.S. somewhere in the future. Um, cool guys. This week's episode is really exciting. Um, there was a lot of visuals that we mm-hmm. wished you could see while we were recording, but there'll be some visuals on the website and yeah. on our social media. Yeah. Maybe we'll put something up on Instagram today. Um, uh, this week's guest, very, very special one. Uh, let's just throw to it. I hope is you enjoy it, it. Is it, is this our youngest guest ever? I believe it is. Yeah. We dive into that in the show. Sweet. Uh, so we hope you enjoy it. We love y'all and see you on the other side. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Danielle. She has a mast cell and Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Let's talk about it. But what what I feel like people are missing, thank you, Aaron. I feel like people are missing (laughs) so much right now is what our guest is wearing. And like... For sure, a hundred percent. You can hear it in the background. <laughs> We're gonna put a po- picture up on our. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. We just ruined a computer last night uh, by pouring stuff all over it. Um, but our guest today, Danielle, hello, hello, uh, is wearing a full-on medieval. Can we? Can you? Can just be be with the conversation for a minute. I am. Yeah, full-on full medieval. Full-on medieval. Armor outfit, an armored suit. What do you call this? Um, it's just you know armor. Um, <laughs> you've got your tacits. Tacits to <laughs> cover up the the uh, the groin, the, the yes. groin area. Yeah, um, the bits. And then you've got the chest plate. Uh, you've got pauldrons, helmet, and uh, yeah, all it, of those. They're they're men sized. Okay, yeah. The, I mean, they're the it's everything is huge. Yeah, it looks heavy as hell like it's made out of pure like what is this just steel yeah it's it's steel some of it i think is iron and it's got some you know waterproof brushing on it so my first question is were you prescribed this because of your illness (laughs) no i I was kind of you know warned against it um but when i saw it i went to quebec and i'm like wow i fell in love with it my eyes lit up the guy there he was like welcome home (laughs) That's so funny. Like you it's, guys, if I wear this helmet, <laughs> you hear that I'm talking through the helmet. Yes, I can. I can hear you. I so, can hear you talking through the helmet. So it sounds a little bit muffled, or it sounds slightly. like yeah, it sounds like you're a little far away from the mic. <laughs> Does it sound like I'm a knight? It sounds like you, exactly like you're a knight. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm gonna do this the entire episode. I, I really wish that people could see it. Uh if you if you wanna see it, go over to our our Facebook or our Instagram. Actually go to our Instagram. Uh follow us for sure. And then just take a look at what Daniel is wearing because it's so insanely badass. And when you applied Daniel to be on the show, you were like, I'm really into LARPing and oh, yeah. I have a full on like I have a whole bunch of armor. And I was like, wear that shit for sure. And of course you did, and I'm so happy that you did. Um but more importantly than that, what are what are we here to talk about? You you have everything. Yeah, I've I've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> List off all the things you have going on in your life. Okay, I've got mast cell activation disorder, which is it's suspected, but um, 
I've got all of the symptoms of it. I've got uh, adrenal insufficiency, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Uh, I've got asthma, sleep apnea. Uh, oh, sleep apnea. You know, <laughs> and... Well, there's probably other things, but I forget. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think ADHD was on the list. GERD was also on the list. There you go. <laughs> uh, there was a couple other things, but that. So you're dealing with a lot. Yeah. Um, I guess my first question is, you know, out of all the list of things that you said there, the one that I've I have no idea what it is, and I've never actually heard before, was mast cell dis- disorder. Is that yeah, yeah mast cell activation <clears throat> disorder? Um, what is that? Well, you've got these cells in your body that react to things, and they're called the mast cells. So you come in contact with an allergen, they release uh, things called histamines, I believe, mm-hmm. and um, unless I've got it backwards. <laughs> no, no, I think you got it right, because yeah, when, you, when you have an allergy, you take antihistamines, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? And histamines make you, like, they f- like make swell, you flare up? Swell up and stuff like that? Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess it's different for everybody. Yeah, so these cells are, you know, everywhere, all over your body, um, with mast cell activation disorder. They'll basically activate over anything. They're like drama queens. <laughs> oh, so you're like, so you, in in other words, you are allergic to... Any, everything just random stuff yeah um, whoa and, and like like allergic to random stuff at any particular time and then yeah. any particular time you might not be allergic to that stuff exactly whoa like, what really? yeah so like you could have a peanut right now and you would eat that peanut and maybe today you eat the peanut and it digests and you feel great and you go on through your day and you've got a little more energy because you had a peanut yeah but then tomorrow you eat the peanut and your body's like what the fuck is this and yeah. like panics and freaks out basically whoa that, that's that's it, it is it more like airborne, like allergens that are in the air, or is it like straight up stuff that you eat or like pets that you pet because I love petting pets? Honestly, it's anything. It seems to be a lot of, you know, air allergens and also uh, things that I eat. So mm. eating for me, you know, I can have tomatoes or, you know, spaghetti, gluten-free. Um, why gluten-free? Because I'm allergic to that now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, right. So, so would, would you be would you be uh, <laughs> celiac, or would or is that just part of the mast cell? You're not necessarily celiac. You're just sensitive to gluten because of the mast cell. Yeah, just sensitive to gluten, probably because of the mast cell. Not celiac, you know, by any stretch. It's not that sensitive. Right. Just, okay. So yeah, and then you know, another day I'll have the same meal. And I'll feel like shit the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Crazy. wake up and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Just to eat. Right. Uh, are you allowed to swear? Yes. No <laughs> worry, I'm swear? allowed to swear. <laughs> Daniel, how old are you? I'm uh, 17, 18. You're 18? Eight- by 18 or 17. <laughs> this is what happens. I forget. Uh, Whoa, what, basically. You, when's your birthday? September 10th. Uh, what year? Uh, 1998. You don't have that many. Oh, so like, your birthday's uh, like next week. Your birthday's yeah. in a week. Yeah. You gotta, so you're 18 uh, next week. <clears throat> yeah. Or are you 19 next week? No, you're 18 next week. 18. Yeah. Yeah. You would, if you were turning 19 <laughs> next week, you would know. I think you're our youngest, <laughs> yeah. I think you're our youngest guest. So, well, happy birthday in a week. Thank yeah. you. Um, and I was, I was making a joke. Are you allowed to swear? I was, I was trying to bring up the fact that you're, you're probably one of the youngest guests we've had on the show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so at 17, you have this whole host full of, of illnesses that you're dealing with. 
Um, what kind of like, what kind of effect does that have on your, your social life? Um, a pretty big effect. I don't really have a social life. Right. A lot of the time. Um, <laughs> like know, growing up, were you the person that actually, that stayed home from school quite a bit? Yeah. Um, quite a lot. Uh, not, not as much as you'd think, but you know, I'd have these things happen and I wouldn't know why. And you know, just feel bad. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if we're <clears throat> going to jump into social life, I mean, this is, I mean, you wearing this armor, that's must be a part of your, of your social life. I mean, is that, oh, yeah. is that like a community that you, that you, um, spend a lot of time with? Absolutely. Um, I actually, well, I had the armor first and I wore it to this event and explain uh, LARPing for a second for like people. I mean, I'm I know sure. what it is. We all know what it is, but for anybody who's listening who doesn't really know. Okay, LARPing is short for live action role playing. Um and you basically dress up in whatever costume you want, you know, usually it's fantasy role playing kind of thing. And you actually, you know, get to bash each other with foam weapons and mm-hmm. it's mm. it's That's a great time. So yeah, it's basically like uh Skyrim but in real life. I yeah. feel like in pop culture um if anybody's seen the movie Roll uh, role models. Mm-hmm. This was like, uh, have you seen role models? Yes. I mean, LARPing was like a huge theme in that movie that went along with the, mm. um, some of the kids that they were, that they were hanging out with. And I feel like that was where I knew about, that's how I learned about LARPing. I had no idea what it was until then. Oh, and then gosh. after that movie, then I started seeing people around Halifax, like on the commons in Halifax or in Dartmouth, um, doing it. And I'd be like, they're LARPing, they're LARPing. <laughs> and I had no idea that that was, that that was even a thing until I saw mm. that movie. Oh Taylor and gosh. Jeremy, have you guys ever taken part in uh, a live action role play? One no, time, one time in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was one time in Ottawa and I didn't have, I was, I was telling you guys before we started recording, but I didn't have the, the gear. So I borrowed some from somebody that was there and it was one of the most fun experiences of my life because it mixed physical activity <clears throat> and like fantasy video games, which are yeah. like two of my favorite things. Yeah, it's like paintball, you know, like the reason why paintball is so fun. is like, if you're someone who loves a, you know, a good, really good first person shooter video game and then, and then you go to a paintball, um, outfitter and it you, feels like you're playing the game. Yeah. You're playing the game. Like it's your, you're Absolutely. in it. It's super fun. Now, if you're someone who loves, <clears throat> you know, Skyrim or you grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons or oh, yeah. like that is, you're doing it in real life. It's the it's the paintball version of RPG, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's super, super exciting, super neat, and so really did, fun to watch. Yeah, so so Danielle, how did you get into LARPing? Oh, well, um, gosh. That was like uh, three, four, maybe five years ago. Um, I ended up, you know... I think it was at this event I went to and no, I was on YouTube one day and I was looking at all these videos and I'm like, Oh, what's this? This looks really interesting. What's LARPing. And I went to it and it was this complex storyline and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, and they had, you know, these people actually doing combat and such. And I'm like, that looks really fun. And so I, you know, I looked up, LARPing and I'm like, oh, we've got something here in Nova Scotia. So, um, you know, I contacted them and I went to my first event and it was like one of the best days I've ever had. And did you take part in the event that day or were you just kind of a spectator? 
I, I took part. I actually, I think I dressed up as some sort of a dark elf or, <laughs> That's so sweet. and you know, whole painted face. It's, it's great. Just the dressing up portion of it is also like a, just a cool experience. Mm. And so I, um, it kind of two, two questions that I have. Yeah. Uh, one is, is all is all the armor that you wear and like and all the and like the 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 wardrobe that goes with it is this like an a cumulative process do you get like like a piece here and there until you like eventually complete your your outfit or do you have multiple outfits or do you get them all, do you get it all at once oh yeah this is a uh, cumulative i had you know the helm and falcons <coughs> for <clears throat> the longest time and so i just sort of accumulate more pieces uh, as I can as as they come along. So, um, when you slay one of your uh, one of your enemies, do you pick up the shit that they're wearing and take it with you as a trophy? <laughs> You're not allowed to really to do that. What is except, this bullshit? Come except, on. Well, you can you can loot them though. Uh, ah, really? There's there's looting. There's you, a looting system. In- you do get some pretty good loot. Oh, so okay. How does that work? I loot Dude, Assassin's fuck Creed. Fuck the sickness podcast. This is, we're starting a LARPing podcast. This oh is the first gosh. episode. Like you basically just say, uh, "I loot you one. I loot you two. I like check for loot, and they'll just give you whatever they've had on them. Like you know, maybe it's gold. Maybe it's this mysterious gemstone that you need to defeat." Dagothur or something. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet, man! Guys, can we get into it? Yes, can we get into we it? Go to a LARPing event. Well, okay. So here's here's a question, and and maybe yeah. we'll go back a little bit in a second here to talk about you know um, your life with with these this plethora of, of illnesses. But when you decided to get into LARPing, especially when I meet people who have like more than one thing wrong with them. You know, I feel like the, the stigma attached to that is that you are, Oh, you're, you're a weak (laughs) human, you know, you're a feeble, weak person. And like, we don't want to, we, we want to kind of keep you in a bubble and we don't, we want to make sure that you don't like, don't touch that, that like peanut. Cause you never know. And like, definitely don't touch that dog. And, and we want to make sure that you're like safe and Hey, you have Ellers Danlow. So like, don't strain yourself. Just like walk slowly. (laughs) And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, and maybe I'm assuming this, but did you grow up with this sort of sense that people are a little more hesitant in, you know, in allowing you to do the things that you want to do, whether that be physically or, you know, um, extracurricularly or in any way like that? Well, actually, um, growing up, I had no idea I had all of these things. And, you know, I wasn't diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome until I guess I was 12 or 13. Um, And even after that, you know, my mom, she'd make a concerted effort to, you know, help me do the things that I want to do, you know, not keep me in a bubble. Um, And I never really got any of that. so to speak, but there are certain things now, like the mast cell, the adrenal insufficiency that that popped up later on. But even even though that you know became a thing, um, and you know potentially preventing me from doing these things, it's still I never really 
grew up with that sort of like keep you in a bubble stigma. That's good. Do, do you get that in the community that you play in? Like, do do people are people a little more um, sort of hesitant on like wailing down on you with a with a foam sword? Actually, yes. <laughs> Which um, it's it's not like you know a very dramatic change in the combat system. It's more like you know just don't you know hit the kidneys or anything right mm-hmm. um and other that's why that, that's probably why you have pretty badass armor though right oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. sometimes i'll wear this um, <clears throat> sometimes i'll wear you know if it's summertime this is like way too hot even with a bunch of ice packs underneath <laughs> what, is that what you do you put ice packs underneath oh yeah um that's like tour de, that's like tour de france style <laughs> oh, ice packs. look um i go with maritime heavy armor as well um, in this waterfront walks, a lot of the time, you know, a few times I did that in the past in the summer. <laughs> so hot. I find that uh, when I like when I was looking at LARPing and looking at the meetup spots that they go to, it's it's usually like these wooded kind of either forest or field areas. Yeah. Um, did you have, do you have any issues with like allergens in the air when you're outside there? Um, you know, most allergens aren't really in the woodsy areas that I that I have mm. really allergies to those. Um, usually it's actually better for me to be out in those areas rather than, you know, around the city um, with the, you know, the fumes from everything. Mm. So take us through like a day in the life of Danielle in terms of living with all of these uh, ailments like what's the what's like a what's a really shitty day for you a shitty day is um if i've worn c-bands to bed which you know they're, they're supposed to prevent nausea um and i wake up what's a c-band um i'm actually wearing one here this it's like a pressure point oh, deal here I've never oh seen cool it's like a like a black wristband with Almost like a point on looks, it. Looks like a sweatband, except really thin. You know, like those uh, body break, like something you'd yeah, wear to yeah. the to your aerobics class. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shitty day. I wake up and I can't eat, um, and I can't move, <laughs> and maybe you know I'm on the toilet for like an hour. And just like just blasting out shit or just sitting sometimes there. Sometimes just like shitting myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, you know, just trying to lay on the coach and, you know, not focus on it. Um, and then needing an ambulance because I start, you know, shaking and I can't talk and I'm in the washroom again. So nothing's happening and I'm just dehydrating. <laughs> so this is all from, you know, I mean, we, we spent we spent a good chunk of time like kind of like happy go lucky talking about you know, LARPing and having fun. <laughs> yeah. And now all of a sudden it's like, It'll yeah, but, but for real, I wake up in the morning and this, sh- this shit really affects me to like the, to uh, through every literal cell of my body. Yeah. Um, so you were saying that Ehlers-Danlos is kind of secondary to the mast cell and the, and the adrenal insufficiency. And, um, for anybody who, um, I'm sure we'll, we're going to touch on everything. We did an episode on Ehlers-Danlos. It was episode 68, um, but a year ago, um, the adrenal insufficiency, what's, uh, you know, like what, what's, 
What's the main reason behind like this, this morning you're describing getting up and being on the toilet and not being able to move and being sore. And is this like, is this a mix of your, like what the mast cell is doing with allergies? Is it your adrenal insufficiency and like your energy levels? Uh, absolutely. You know, the mast cell can trigger everything. Um, if I come in contact with an allergen, um, or, you know, maybe I'm sick with something, uh, and it's still a mystery why, you know, my body dehydrates so quickly in those moments. Hmm. Um, but then I start, you know, needing <clears throat> IV fluids and IV, you know, solucortef, um, all of those things. And I, I also forgot to mention, and it's kind of important, uh, I also have postural orthostatic tachycardia. Is that your heart? Oh, right. It's to do with heart and blood flow. So, you know, at night I'll be playing, you know, World of Warcraft or something and blood will start pulling, you know, in my hands and feet. It's kind of uncomfortable, but um, I'm like, okay. Uh, do you swell? Yes, there's, uh, yes, <laughs> there's swelling. Um, and there's also, you know, classic description. You stand up too fast and right. all the blood goes down and you feel like you're going to pass out and you have to sit down again. Mm -hmm. um, however, oh. you know, also triggered by really hot temperatures or, you know, cooler temperatures, uh, just general fucked up blood flow. Yeah. I, I can't help but think of how inconvenient that would be when you're trying to be on like a raid or you're you're going through an instance and, and you're oh, trying yeah. you're like working with a group of people and your guild members are like, Why the fuck are you not moving right now? And you're like, It's cause I'm about to pass out and my blood is pooling in my hands and feet and like, I can't do anything. Yeah, and for uh, anybody who doesn't know, that's uh, that's that's World of Warcraft talk. Uh, and, you know, I, I didn't play much more to <clears throat> World of Warcraft, but uh, maybe a little reference that some people might get is uh, you, I guess you, in that instance, you'd be the opposite of Leroy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you would not be Leroy Jenkins. You would not be, be like Leroy AFK. Jenkins. Who's yeah. Leroy Jenkins? Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> he just aggros a bunch of people and it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Dude, oh he what? A bunch of people? It is Aggrosome. one of the funniest like internet videos. Like that's very old. Like so, like OG YouTube. Like has been around for a long time. He's a legend. Yeah, yeah, legend <laughs> in the in the scene. I've I've never played World of Warcraft, but I'm I'm very familiar. But you're very familiar with Leroy. He's pulling Jenkins. a bunch of guys, messing them up with his AOEs, dude. It's crazy. Okay, okay, Brian. That was a little bit fast paced for me. I have no idea what you just said. Danielle, do you follow? I, I, I understand you. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. That's why you're I've speaking your own language. That's why I've given up tanking and healing. Oh. <laughs> um, All right, <laughs> so good. All right, they're. Uh, you know, and, and I'll be like, uh, you know, I was trying wowers, to figure like what, wowers. Yeah, wowers. Thank you. I was I'll like, what's like, a word? Uh, be right back. I gotta go die. <laughs> I gotta go die a bit. Um, um, this, like, you, the way that you're talking about this, Danielle, like, you're you're describing what a day in the life of yeah. you is, and I'm I'm going in my head. I'm going. That sounds awful. It sounds. <laughs> horrible like it 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 sounds like like r the biggest pain in the butt um yet you talk about it with such um you're so blase about it or you're just so you're you're just so okay with it like you're in the way that you discuss it yeah. and and for someone who's 17 
17 or 18. Or 18. I, honestly, I've got really bad brain fog this morning. I'm yeah, sorry. It's okay. But for someone who doesn't know how old they are. I'm going to do the math on that. And uh, they're 17 probably <laughs> and like maybe 18 in a week. Um, I find that super fascinating because when I was 16 or 17 or maybe 18, I don't know. <laughs> um, I had a really hard time talking about my illness in such an upfront manner. Like I would, I would get really weird about it. Um, where do you, where do you think that comes from? Like, is it, Oh Josh, I've had to explain it to, you know, so many medical people, my friends. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've got this and this. And if this happens, you know, just cart me out and maybe call an ambulance, maybe not make sure I'm not dying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, you know, it's just, it's a day to day thing. Uh, that I just deal with as it comes along. I know I know exactly what to do mm-hmm. for each scenario. You know, if it's really bad and uh, I'm like maybe I'm vomiting or you know shitting my guts out, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm definitely going to you know need an ambulance or you know I I take you know precautions. And mm-hmm. It's just it's become easy to talk about because that's just my life basically Mm. do you Um, do you have those days where it's it like you feel like just giving up dude you're turning 19 oh yeah i'm turning 19 thank you hey sweet i was like i was i was thinking about that but because when somebody (laughs) else tells me that they're like maybe 17 maybe i'm turning 18 i was like i was like man i think you're 19 but I don't know, but you oh, said not 17, so I'm like, I don't want to fuck this you. up. Yeah. <laughs> you know better than me. Dude, I put an age calculator on Google. <laughs> Fucking, can you imagine that you need that? It's really common for me to, you know, just forget, you know, my age or what day it is. I'm like, what day is it? Like, what year is it? I mean, <laughs> oh, shit, you're, you're turning 19. Like, what's, um, that's, I mean, a, big, that's with, a big age. With like, big with all the shit that you, that you deal with, I mean, like, you, you mentioned that you try to stay away from gluten is like having a beer or a glass of wine. Like even a, a I'm allergic for you. to alcohol. <laughs> like like straight, straight up, up all yeah. alcohol. Like I I had like 0. 0.5 <clears throat> milliliters of some lemon cello my mom made because <clears throat> I'm like okay I'll try it, and uh, I didn't get a buzz or anything. I just passed out on the coach for four hours, and when I woke up, my mom's like, "Do you need an ambulance?" And I'm like, "No, why?" And she's like, "You've been out for four hours," and I'm like. I feel like shit. <laughs> you yeah, know what? Wow. Blessing in disguise, to be honest. I wish I was allergic <laughs> to alcohol. There are days where I go, I wish I didn't do this. Oh yeah. Sick Boy Podcast. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Uh, right before Taylor said that, Jared, you asked a question that I, I'm really curious to know the answer to. And that was, do you ever have those days that are that are really hard or difficult to deal with? I or- do have... You know, like, I know you said, you know, do you ever feel like giving up? Yeah. Mm. Um, honestly, no. Um, because I know, you know, despite all of this, it's bullshit, frankly, that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's still a lot to, like, you know, a lot to live for, a lot to keep me going. I've got a lot of support. I've got a lot of goals and aspirations. That I think, you know, either way, whether my issues can be, you know, lessened in the future or not, I'm I'm going to strive for them. What are your goals? Yeah. Like yeah. what what do you what do you strive for? Like one day maybe I can, you know, one of my dreams is like, oh, I'll go jousting or something. And a lot of Whoa. people are like, Oh, you couldn't do that with your joints. Um 
another thing. Does it, but does it really matter? Because if you get hit, you're like, you're, you're fucked, fucked anyway. I mean, yeah. wh- wh- whether you've got a connective <laughs> tissue disorder or honestly, not. <laughs> honestly, I think it's an advantage. Uh, because yeah, it just like, yeah. bend back, right? <laughs> <laughs> Elastic bend, girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just like snap your head off the ba- off the horse's ass and pop right back up? <laughs> uh, oh, you know, I've dislocated my neck bone before instead of broken it. Oh, my God. Whoa, Whoa, what really? was that like? Dislocated your oh, neck gosh. bone? It was supposed to just so uncomfortable, and I'm like, I feel like I should get this. Did it know. look super gnarly? Like, was your neck just cranked over yeah. to the side? It was a tiny bit <clears throat> swollen. It was one of the bones or cartilage in the front. But, oh. um, I feel like the the question I want to know the answer to is, how did you do that? Yeah. Oh, I just uh, I fell into someone's shoulder, and um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it was it was completely my fault. I, I basically just tripped over a door frame, and I'm like, oh. And I made this really awkward gagging noise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, okay. oh, there goes my neck. <laughs> and then I'm like, uh, maybe I should go to the hospital, but I really want to do this new content in World of Warcraft. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, but it went back in on its own. So I'm like, okay. Um, um, what, are you, what are some of your, uh, it, you know, it's not all the time. It's very infrequent that we get to sit down with somebody who isn't already like full on into their adult life. Um, like, does this, what is all the, what does all this stuff do in terms of like any impediments or lack of impediments? I mean, depending uh, in, you know, like academics or like, I know sports is probably, um, a, like kind of a pretty challenging, um, aspect. Like, you know, what do you, you know, outside of like LARPing, um, and yeah. that community, what, what kind of like, what kind of floats your boat? What, what, uh, what are you, what are you curious about? Um, well, you know, I just, there's, I had to give up a couple of things actually, as I went along, uh, originally I was training to be a professional opera singer. Um, Oh, right. Yes. I remember reading that in your, yeah. And, um, so then there was this procedure. They're like, oh, you have to come off of these antacids and cause there were like polyps or I don't know. Right. Like this can become cancerous. Stop taking this drug, and I'm like, okay. Um, and then I couldn't sing after that because um, you needed that. You needed that yeah. uh, drug to to basically make your voice uh, or to to clear something up that would be that would in- impede your voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Basically. <clears throat> um, so then I'm like, okay. Um, and I was lucky enough that I could do art, and that's something I'm really interested in. And oh, that, yeah. and you know, like coding and computer work, I also really like. You have an art gallery up right now, don't you? I do. It's or, a, it's or well, an exhibit. You know, part of an exhibit up now. It's right. Like, yeah. Um, that's actually. I'm actually going to take it down today. Um, but there's a few pieces that are staying permanently, which is like super cool. And yeah, it's crazy. It's right at the hospital, actually. Tell us about it. What's the what's behind what's behind all that? Um, well. Mostly it was, it started, I started to do art about the pain I was having first, you know, the joint pain, uh, with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and then other symptoms of my disability. And then, you know, I got more broad and more focused into that sort of subject. And I'm like, I think it would be a really good idea to kind of show, show the community and whoever else is watching, uh, what it's like to be living with disabilities, 
um, you know, chronic conditions mm-hmm. that really don't have a cure. Um, and so with the help of my mentor and, you know, one of my pain doctors and my family, uh, we put together this exhibit and um, it was received really well. And I couldn't think of a better spot to have it really right in the uh, pain management research area. Oh, cool. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. Mwah. What's a medium? Everything, really. Um, you know, there's oil paint, acrylic, uh, ink, watercolor. There's chalk pastel, uh, clay. And, you know, at, and at home I also use, you know, metal. I've made ring mail before. It's, uh, oh, that's cool. Um, I was actually go- about to make a joke that you're like, eh, there's a black. I do arm- I do blacksmithing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> Enchantments on armor. Oh, yeah, I could enchant your sword. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that little blade can barely cut butter. What, <laughs> was, was any of it uh, uh, up for sale? Like, was it, were the, did, did you sell any pieces? Uh, yeah, I sold actually <coughs> most of the show, which was a huge surprise to me. And um, I wanted half of those proceeds to go towards the art program there. That's awesome. Because I find it, you know, it really helps. It helps me anyway to sort of externalize all of those symptoms mm. and, you know, put them onto paper. And then, you know, you've, you've got them out of your system, so to speak. Um, and you can sort of analyze them and share that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated with like your ability to be involved with so many different things and, and, and mostly just to be like a, a totally normal 18, 18 year old kid, I guess. 18, yeah. 11 months and 25 days or something. Yeah. I don't know. Because, <laughs> because I think oftentimes when we, when we think, and with a list of, of all of these um, disabilities that, that you have, it's, it's wild to think of, of, that you're so involved with all of these different things and how they don't really limit you in anything that you do. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's easy. It's easy to feel limited by them. You know, um, half of my summer was actually not by just being in the hospital for these. uh, I had a bunch of reactions to these drugs I was given, you know, first the sedative, um, then, you know, Nystatin, which is just a regular old whatever. Um, then some random IV medication for nausea. And that made me feel like I was just going to die right there in the hospital. I'm like, oh, my God. And no one's like, you know, really coming in to help. <laughs> They're like, oh, we don't know what's going on. So, um, oh, that sounds and, terrifying. <laughs> you know, it's I mean, it's the Department of Emergencies, not not really mm. mysteries. It, you so. know, and, and I kind of. I do mean, and what I just said, I do mean that, but also I guess at the same time, you are talking about these stories of you um, 
Obviously, it sounds like you're a frequent flyer in the ambulance. Is that, is they, that true? They should give frequent flyer miles. Ooh. Yes, that's true. <laughs> because, like, at one point I'm thinking, like, you you do so many different things, and it sounds like you're there's a lot that you're passionate about. Yeah. And yet still you're – it seems that you're also spending a lot of time in the hospital and trying to figure out what's going on and yeah, like, going through all of that as well. You know, one day I could be really, really active and do my LARPing and a bunch of artwork <laughs> – and then the next day I could wake up and paramedics arrive and my heart rate is like over 200. Jesus. Sitting down. So <laughs> do that's, you, that's happened before. Do you, do you, like, how many times have you been in the ambulance this year? Do you know? Oh, um, <laughs> probably four or five. Do you have to pay for that every time? Yeah. Oh, man. Whoa. Yeah. And actually, uh, I think one day it was my mom and the paramedic. He he usually is there every time I need an ambulance. And he's like, oh, I see how it is. We're changing it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Four or five times this year. So in the past eight months. Yeah. You've been in the ambulance four or five times. Yeah. Damn. That's pretty crazy. I've been in one once in my life. I've never been in an ambulance in my life. I don't remember ever being in one. But you were drunk in one. What is what would be the the scariest moment you think you've ever faced um, in terms of dealing with all of this? Honestly, that time I was in the hospital just uh, March, sit, June or July. I forget. Honestly, I, I was off like really early because of you know reduced course load and all that. So. All of this started up like right after a procedure I had after I was off of school. So definitely that time I had, it was called a dystonic reaction. A I had, dystonic I had, reaction. Yeah. And it was also paradoxical. So I was given this IV medication for nausea, which, you know, it's supposed to reduce your nausea. And instead it made me feel even more like I was just going to, puke my guts out, um, even though there was nothing in them. And, um, mm. you know, it, it it felt like my skin was just burning up and I couldn't stop moving. And uh, dystonia, it like, your muscles start to sort of tense up and seize up. And that was starting to happen in mm. my neck. And um, they couldn't figure out why. Uh, and it was just hours of just laying there. And feeling on, you know, death's door kind of thing. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I feel like that, w- that was the scariest moment of my life. Were I, you literally thinking in that moment that, like, you could die from that? Yeah. Yeah, I was very scared in that moment. Did it last long? Was it a long... It lasted for a, a while, like five or six hours. Uh, and then it, Was that a part of the... Was that, like, a, a mass cell? Like, were you having a... Yeah. Dude... Yeah, I'm I'm basically allergic. Sick boy bingo, Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was at. That was what happened to me. Well, you had a the you, skin was burning up, oh, and, yeah. I, and I kept on, and I couldn't do anything except for hold my muscles. I wasn't tensing. I wasn't tensing, tensing in unintentionally. Yeah. I was intense intentionally, mm-hmm. like gripping my muscles because the because the sensation of my skin was so intense that I the only, the only way to deal with it was to was to basically flex every muscle in my body. Yeah, yeah. That that's. Yeah, and um, what else was it? Yeah, so basically, uh, I ended up, you know, falling asleep because it was late, 
And then we got up at 3 a.m. and they're like, oh, you've been discharged. And I'm like... <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. I need to stay. <laughs> Where am I <laughs> even? I can barely just walk out the door. So, um, yeah. At 3 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, can I... St- like stay for the night and just keep sleeping. Can I just get a good night's sleep <laughs> yeah. at least? Yeah. It's cool if I leave at like six. And then you know it, it really sucked after the fact too because I I couldn't eat almost anything. Like I was on boost for most of my meals Ooh, for quite a while because my stomach just couldn't take anything. It's like the same as insure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, boost and boost and insure are like the same thing, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I drink both. I drink. I drink <laughs> both. So, what like uh, in terms of your food? I think we are, we kind of already touched on food, and you said you you know you were talking about tomatoes and yeah. and gluten free and pasta and stuff like that. But I mean, is that how 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 annoying is that, or is it something that you're used to now, like having to be super picky about what you eat? I mean, I'm pretty used to it, but it's. It's pretty expensive and it's really annoying. I'd rather just not have to eat, honestly. <laughs> that would make life. You ever hear of Soylent? Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I wonder if that. Soylent Green. <laughs> have you drank Soylent before? Um. Uh. Gosh. Uh. No. It sounds is that, horrendous. Is that something that you can like just drink and then totally live the, off uh, of that and not yeah. eat anything? The idea is yeah, this company made this thing called Soylent, and it's a drink that you, you know, according to them. You don't need anything else. You that can just drink. Insane. You can just drink this drink. I've heard it's disgusting. It's I well, uh, they Vice did a piece on it, and they said it didn't taste horrible, but it also wasn't amazing. Yeah, it was just kind of like, well, would okay. you be like okay with a pump and a feeding tube that you just have to that you just wear on your back? Probably, but not permanently. Like that's in the way that's very steampunk. <laughs> steampunk. Very steampunky. You know, if you put that into like a really uh, <clears throat> like a a, a a tin sort of looking jar that runs on your back, and it's got some like cranks and cogs that run, and it, it would just have to be loud. Pumps, pump steam at yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. My gosh. And you'd I have mean, to wear goggles. That would yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd be down to see you do that. <laughs> do you, Not for him to do it himself. Can you like <laughs> when you go to restaurants? What do you do? Or do you go to restaurants? <laughs> I don't go to restaurants often. I can have like sushi. <laughs> oh, that's really yeah. good. Because okay. I do like Japanese food. Um, Guys, I've I've literally eaten at a restaurant the last like eight meals in a row. Oh, I haven't oh I haven't eaten at home once in the last <laughs> month, <laughs> and oh it's gosh. so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I got Hello Fresh, and uh, actually it was really good. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Hello Fresh, because I actually made a bunch of my own food. Um, uh, last week it was really t- I think delicious. My fresh I, meals. I've been considering that actually. Yeah, it's great. The last one. It's pretty I, good. I actually, I legitimately, the last meal I made like four days ago was HelloFresh, and it was the uh, beef stir fry, dude. Dude, that so good. Beef stuff. It comes in like a a fresh package, mm. and. It looks like it's one piece of meat. You open it up. Oh, dude, it's, all, it's already sliced. It's already sliced. I know. I know. For a stir fry. I know. Uh, if you're not familiar with HelloFresh, head on over to HelloFresh.ca. We're not being paid for that, though. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Soon those words will be rolling in dough. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, it, out, of, out of your experience here with um, everything that you've gone through, what's the one thing that you're your illness has taken away from you? Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> it's a hard one. Uh, you know, it's, I was never like particularly into sports or, you know, 
the big physical stuff. I just I get exercise by because, beating the shit out of people with oh, yeah. swords. <laughs> that, <laughs> and you know, because the muscles are the only thing hold, things holding the joints together. Um, I mean, out of that, it's sort of, I guess, taken away my ability to, um, what's the word? Just it's quality of life, I mm. guess you could say. Um, because it's completely unpredictable. So, you know, I don't know which days I'm going to be okay. And I don't know which days I'll be fine. And that, that can take away a lot of like, okay, will I ever be able to live on my own? And that's something a lot of people don't ask themselves. Mm. Um, you know, will I ever be able to drive myself around kind of thing? Um, or, well, I start having an adrenal crisis and just crash or like, you know, have to sit there and just be alone right? Mm-hmm. and not have, you know, any help at hand. Um, I guess it's it's taken away my ability to really plan, I guess, mm. plan for that kind of thing. And like when we were talking about, uh, for example, you know, goals, aspirations, you know, one of my aspirations is, you know, to be able to live alone and uh, support myself and have a job. (laughs) Uh, For a lot of people that that comes naturally or they can, you know, work towards that in a normal way. Right. Mm. And they don't have to really worry about, okay, well, if I live alone, then what happens if I just suddenly fucking pass out from, you know, blood pressure issues or, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is that. um, What about romantic relationships? I don't really think about those a lot, honestly. Have you dated? Um, No, anything I'd I'd consider, like, you know, a few flings when I was really young and... uh, But really... No, mm. um, it, it's uh, it's not been a big focus. It's not me. a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, on the flip side, what would you say your illnesses have given you? Oh gosh. Um, well, actually, when I was training to be an opera <clears throat> singer, I was I had a it's called a coloratura soprano voice. So that's the highest voice range possible and it's like super rare um and i had that i believe because my vocal folds are so stretchy Mm. because that's also connective tissue and you know it sort of gave me that really unique ability to sing stuff like you know queen of the night or you know really high high tone things that queen of the night it's uh, have you heard it no uh, <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> oh my god <coughs> you know what? i just uh <coughs> i'm not warmed up enough <laughs> anyway we can do it later um Dana, can you can sorry you, continue like, can you <coughs> sing it all now like I like can a, sometimes on a good day, like it's today. Good uh, day? Just like, going to tell you right now, Daniel, these mics are the best studio mics you can buy. So uh, Selena Gomez uses them. 
Wow, did she? Oh, yeah. Cool. Fun fact, this is the first time I'm going to sing any about in armor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, do it, do it, do I'm, it. I'm not going to sing the whole thing. No, give us a oh, taste. Yeah, just give us a taste, like yeah. 30 seconds would be awesome. I don't even think I have 30 seconds. 30, dude, whatever you, whatever you got. Okay. A minute. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, go higher, Bri. That's what you meant. <laughs> That I'm not gonna lie, you. It was way better than I was expecting. <laughs> so, are the, is the voice that you were talking about higher than what you just did? Yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> oh my god, guys! I can't do it right now. Holy oh shit. my god! Can we just can we just uh, cut to that when I'm about to sing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. just make it seem like that was Jeremy. Jeremy will go. Jeremy will go. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll just cut it and make it seem like Jeremy did and then, that. And then she'll just, and then you'll go, oh, I'm not really warmed up. And, 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 then we, and, then we, and then we get Danielle to sing it and we replace it with what I, what I did. And then our reaction is, whoa. Oh my God. You're so bad. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> you were training? Oh, fuck. That was amazing. Uh, that was like you. absolutely really, incredible. Really amazing. And what a unique, what an interesting. Interesting thing. So your your Ellers Danlos very well may be one of the reasons why you have the ability to to fill a space with something so beautiful. Like that is just so incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, it it has it's given me so many opportunities. Even though you know my health is unpredictable, I have all these you know experiences to share and i honestly think you know i wouldn't be the same person if i didn't have these challenges to work through mm -hmm. because i view it as this you know it's a challenge it's a daily challenge and you know overcoming that is its own reward i guess mm -hmm. and uh I was about to say something, but now I just had a brain fart. So. I, I kind of think of that the same, like the way, the same way that like mistakes are an opportunity to learn. Like I, I, I feel like challenges are an opportunity to grow. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and they're in disguise a lot. I mean, it's hard to sometimes. It's hard to. True. It's hard to see. Um, uh, I was actually. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm so hyper aware now of of Sick Boy Bingo. Um, I was listening to I, I, I yeah I drove to I drove to Cape Breton to on uh, on Saturday for a wedding. On the way up, I was listening to uh, the one of the latest Joe one of one of Joe's latest episodes with. Um, uh, Brett yeah, let's Wein stop Brett saying Joe Rogan and just call him Joe. <laughs> yeah, Brett Weinstein, <laughs> Brett Weinstein, and uh, that that U of T professor Jordan Peterson, who's all up in controversy about the pronoun right, thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, and uh, <laughs> And they were talking about the he was talking about the evolutionary um, uh, trait or the evolutionary um, uh, advantage of what what Brett Weinstein or Brett Weinstein calls literally false, metaphorically true. So <gasps> the advantage of treating something that is false as being true and how the absolute truth and knowing the absolute truth isn't always the most advantageous advantageous thing. And use the example yeah. of, okay, so if you have a, um, if you have a porcupine, if you, if you think, if you imagine that porcupine can throw their quills, he goes, literally they false, 
porcupines can't throw their quills. But if you treat it as it as, as a truth, you're less likely to go near a porcupine, which means you're less likely to get a porcupine to touch you and then mm. to throw their quills in, and then to get stuck with them because apparently a porcupine's quills also are designed that over time, if you don't pull it out, they go further into you oh, whoa. And, they're, whoa. And, they're, and they're so sharp that if they go too far, they can puncture, puncture an organ and like whoa. all this stuff. So he was like, so treating it as if it can throw its quills is actually more advantageous to you than knowing the absolute truth, which is that they can't because you're more likely to stay safe. So they, and then they use another example of, of if you're somebody who is faith based and you, so you might be someone who goes, Oh, uh, this shitty thing just happened to me. And this is really what I, what my, where my train of thought was going on that challenging part. Um, then you are more likely to, if you think that everything happens for a reason, you're more likely to look for a good opportunity when you're faced with hardship, because you think you're thinking Mm. the average thing to think in that situation is something bad just befell me. So I need to keep my eye out for the silver lining that this there's an opportunity of of wealth that's about to come my way and I need to look for it. Mm. Whereas somebody who yeah. thinks that what is literally true, that physics rules the universe and mm. that nothing happens for a reason, uh, then you're going to be less likely to to stumble upon an opportunity that presents itself because you're not looking for it. So in this way, like when a challenge comes comes to you being able to recognize that the the opportunity that lies like within that kind of layered shit that presents <laughs> yeah. itself as Ooh. an awful thing oh my god you know that's hard to that's hard to do but if you if, if you know that if you're looking for it then i think you're you're more likely to find it yeah dude i've always um i've always looked at my life as kind of having um this equilibrium and when really 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 good things happen I'm like, oh, like there's going to have to be something bad to like balance that out. But vice versa, if something really bad happens, I'm like, oh, something really good's going to happen to balance <laughs> it out, which has its pros and cons because in it's kind of the same thing that you're saying, Taylor, like when bad things happen to me, I'm like, oh, something's something good's going to balance it out. But when something good happens, I'm always a little bit hesitant to what might go wrong in my life. And I think that actually comes back to... Uh, this time in my life where things were going really well and then uh, somebody who I, I was really close with passed away. And I, I don't like saying passed away, actually. Somebody died. And when that happened, I was like, fuck, like, life was so good. Everything was going so well. And then this shitty thing happened. Why did that have to happen? And I, I think it might have been my way of, like, r- like bringing some rationale to that situation. Mm. But I can't shake that. Like, I can't not think of life like that anymore. Mm. Mm. I'm a forever optimist. I The way that I deal with it is if something really, really good happens, I step in and make the bad thing happen on my own terms so that I don't have to worry about it. So like, you know, I, I get um, some, some awesome thing comes my way and I'm like, yeah, this is, this feels great. That same exact same moment that I feel great. I haul off and punch myself as hard as I can right in the dick. (laughs) And then I go down to the ground and I'm like, I'm, I'm about to cry and I can barely breathe because my balls have just been like smashed so hard by my own fist. And that's when I realized like, yes, you stepped in, you, 
made the shitty thing happen. <laughs> oh, so now gosh. you can get it over with and you don't have to worry about something bad. Now happening. the next thing that's going to happen will be good. We'll be good. And you basically you're just you're you're gaming the system to make mm. sure it's always good except for that ball punch right. that lasts for right, about dude. Five so minutes. the Sick Boy documentary is about to come out and I'm really stoked about that. So here, just punch me in the dick. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I've been wearing plate mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, Danielle. Thank you for coming in today and chatting with us. This was really fun. Yeah, it was. Thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. it was great. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and we'll be back next week, as always, with something fun and interesting and super fun and interesting. <laughs> um, until then, head over to iTunes. Subscribe. 100% subscribe if you haven't already. Um, and rate and review. It's, it really means a lot. It keeps us up on the charts there, on the iTunes charts. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to get at us, you can. We're, we're all over social media. Uh, what are we on? Give us money. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Instagram, Twitter. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com uh, slash sickboy. We are, uh, I mean, we just got our Patreon uh, payment yesterday, I think. And we are close to our second goal. Ooh, I mean, yeah. we're like 75% of the way there. Yeah. So um, yeah. if y'all want to help us out and get get us to that second goal of 1500 uh, bucks a month, you, you, y'all be really doing us which, a favor. Which helps <laughs> us actually travel around the country and... Around the uh, world. Yeah, yeah, around the world. Reach and, more people. Yeah, reach more people. Because we are going to come and record... Um, a show where you guys are. That's right. Yeah. Wherever and, you are. Wherever you are thing, in the world. We're and, coming there. And when we do that, and when we do that, we're going to be wearing our cool clothes mm-hmm. that have cool. this sick boy logo on them. Our right. merch. Which ah, you can get. You can get that. On our website. Uh-huh. And you also, speaking of Patreon, get 10% off if you are, are a Patreon supporter. And you can just head over to shop.sickboypodcast.com and find all of the cool mm. swaggeroo mm. there. That is it for this week. If you're playing bingo, um, I'm, this this episode's ooh. over, but I'm it's Taylor. Stick with you until like next a, week. Like I'm Taylor on the Edvier Cup. That will be there forever. That's Jeremy and Brian was here, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.